RTHK, the news of one with Barry O'Rourke. The headlines, Health Minister Lo Chung Mao denies the government is giving up on its fight against the Covid pandemic. The government asks people not to go to eight Covid testing stations as they are fully booked, though it says capacity across the city remains sufficient. And the American singer-songwriter David Crosby dies at the age of 81. Health Minister Lo Chung Mao has denied the government is giving up on its fight against the COVID pandemic, saying it was only adjusting measures. Yesterday, the government lifted the isolation requirement for people with COVID. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Professor Lo said although people no longer have to report their infections, there are other ways for officials to monitor the situation, like sewage surveillance. Our evaluation is that it is probably a more suitable time to adjust the policy now that infection figures are coming down. Our estimate is that it's possible there will be more cases, but since people have high immunity and our medical system can cope with nearly 30,000 cases per day, we estimate that we are capable of changing the way we manage COVID. The COVID situation has entered a new phase, and so we have a new way to manage it. As the Lunar New Year holiday approaches, the government is asking people not to go to eight COVID testing centres as they are fully booked, though it says capacity across the city remains sufficient to meet demand. The testing centres are in Shamshui Po, Po Sha Tin, Homan Tin, Kun Tong, Tai Kok Toy and Mong Kok. Long queues have recently been seen at a number of centres, with people saying they've had to wait hours for a PCR test a mandatory requirement for travel to the mainland and some other countries overseas. About 100 people were queuing at a testing station in Mong Kok this morning, even before it opened. Mr Yang says he's going to the mainland tomorrow, and he got there early just in case there was a long queue. My friend told me they need to spend a lot of time to wait for the test. Maybe they ordered at 10 o'clock, but they did the test maybe at 12 o'clock. So I arrived there earlier. If they can cancel the requirement, it must be much convenient for us to go back to mainland. This kind of test is also a kind of protection for the people in mainland. And Mrs. Max says she is going to the United States. She says there are so many people, it is chaotic. Hong Kong government has a responsibility to take care of this mess. I hope that they have a separate line for one is going to mainland China and one goes to other countries like US, UK. So I don't have to stick in here for hours with the kids. I was here with my husband like three weeks ago. It was empty. But because of the new policy and uh, China's borders open up, it's a whole chaos again. Trade unionist legislator Lam Chun Singh is calling on the Labour Department to issue clear guidelines for employers and employees over how to handle COVID infections in future. He told RTHK that the government's decision to scrap isolation orders by the end of the month could result in confusion over whether infected staff are eligible for sick leave and allowances. But now the government cancelled the isolation order and also cancelled the online declaration system and the employees cannot use this as an evidence to apply sick leave. And the employees may uh, take a photo on the positive result in the RAT kit and, and also send to the employer and the employer may not believe it and, and maybe we'll have some dispute. We worry about that. 
Saikung District Councillor Christine Fong is warning that there's considerable opposition among Chung Kwan O residents against government plans to build a new town in the south of the district. The Development Bureau says it wants to turn an 80-hectare area, known as Area 137, into a residential area for around 135,000 people. But Ms Fong says many people there are worried about the impact of the needed reclamation and massive infrastructure works. The residents and we are quite astonished about the size. And I think the opposition of this message is rather uh, decent, I would say. The land reclamation, always a controversial issue in Hong Kong, and particularly by the big residential complex. So this time the government even uh, plans to put the waste handling facilities or even concrete uh, vegging plant next to the ocean shores. I think that was the most uh, concern about the air odor or noise pollution. An environmental group is urging people to go green on red packets during the Lunar New Year, saying more than 320 million red packets are handed out annually. Greener's Action, which has been recycling lycee packets for 14 years, expects to collect 5 million used packets this year. It has set up 51 distribution points across the city, including at shopping centres and housing estates. The group's assistant project manager, Michelle Chung, says people should think about giving out lucky money in digital form. We estimate that Hong Kong people use around 320 million red packets a year, which is around cutting down 16,500 trees. That is quite a lot of trees and waste a lot of paper. The electronic red packets is a kind of new way to distribute the red packets to reduce the harm to the environment. We always notice that some big companies start issuing the electronic red packets to their employees. So that is quite efficient. A 65-year-old woman has died after being run over by a car in Tin Sum late yesterday evening. The accident on Tin Sam Street occurred just before 11pm as the woman was crossing the road. She was rushed to Prince of Wales Hospital with head injuries and declared dead about 20 minutes later. A 35-year-old man who was driving the car has been arrested on suspicion of dangerous driving causing death. A 62-year-old woman who was also in the car felt unwell and was also sent to the same hospital. Authorities say about 500 people have been evacuated after a fire broke out in a shanty town in the South Korean capital of Seoul. Fire officials said nearly 300 firefighters and 10 helicopters had been sent to fight the blaze in Guryong village. No casualties have been reported. President Biden has said he has no regrets over how the White House handled the disclosure that classified documents had been found at his former office in Washington and at his home in Delaware. The papers were found in November and December, but their discovery was only made public earlier this month. A special counsel has been appointed to investigate Mr Biden's potential mishandling of the documents. The president was speaking to reporters. We found a handful of documents were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the... Lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. The United States has announced details of its latest package of military aid to Ukraine, which it says is worth about $2.5 billion. The Pentagon said the assistance included scores of armoured vehicles and support for Ukraine's air defence. Earlier, several European countries pledged to step up military aid. The Supreme Allied Commander in Europe, General Christopher Cavoli, said tanks alone would not help Ukraine win this war. With the question regarding Western tanks, 
I think it's clearly the case that Western technology is outperforming Russian technology. However, I would point out that it's not just tank on tank, it's the whole system. It's the supplies, it's the logistics system, it's the maintenance system, it's the target finding capability, and all of that comes together. So the complex of an army is much more important than any one of its individual parts. The United States has hit its dollar borrowing limit, setting the stage for a standoff between President Biden and the Republican-controlled House of Representatives. The Republicans hope to make the White House accept spending cuts. It requires an act of Congress to raise or suspend the debt limit. The BBC's Samira Hussain reports. The U.S. government is no longer able to borrow money to pay any of its debts. If Congress doesn't address the debt limit swiftly, America would default for the first time in history. Most believe the financial consequences of the U.S. failing to pay its bills would be catastrophic. And yet many consider it a real possibility, given just how divided Congress is. For now, the Treasury Department will use extraordinary measures to avoid a default. The American singer-songwriter David Crosby has died at the age of 81. He was a rhythm guitarist in the rock band The Birds in the mid-1960s, and he then also enjoyed commercial success as part of the folk soft rock group Crosby, Stills & Nash. The BBC's David Silito looks back at his career. The voice of David Crosby, Crosby, Stills & Nash. A songwriter and guitarist blessed with a voice for harmony. However, the harmony only went so far. He'd made his name in the birds, but was eventually sacked for being, in their words, insufferable. In a recent documentary, Remember My Name, he was more than willing to admit his flaws. What happened to your friends? All the guys that I made music with won't even talk to me. And it was a life story that was more than eventful. Heroin addiction, a spell in prison, a liver transplant. With his walrus moustache and many opinions, he might have been abrasive in person. But the music, that's a different story. We shall be free. The index of consumer prices in Japan rose 4% in December from a year earlier. The figure was up from the 3.7% increase in November. It's the biggest jump in inflation in Japan since 1981. And third seed Stefanos Tsitsipas has kept his unbeaten streak this year intact at the Australian Open, setting up a round of 16 clash with Italian Yannick Sinner. The 24-year-old, who has yet to drop a set, clinched his seventh straight win of 2023 by beating Dutchman Talon Griekspoor 6-2, 7-6, 6-3 on Rod Laver Arena to coast into the fourth round. Manchester City pulled off a stunning comeback to beat Tottenham in the English Premier League. Down 2-0 at half-time, City drew level with goals from Julian Alvarez and Erling Haaland before Riyad Mahrez added two more. The BBC's Maz Faruqi reports from the Etihad. Manchester City coming from behind to win 4-2 here. So when they really made it difficult for themselves, the champions. 2-0 down at half-time when they had looked so comfortable. Two mistakes at the back, letting in first Dejan Kulusevski, then Emerson Royale for the Spurs goals at the end of the first half. But Riyad Mahrez inspired City's second half comeback. He helped set up first Julian Alvarez and then Haaland from the right before firing in goals three and four himself. Manchester City four, Tottenham two at full-time. The result means City closed the gap on the leaders' arsenal to five points. The former England winner, Steve Stone, says despite the win, City have issues they need to resolve. 
Well, it's the centre-half pairings that keep changing them, don't they? They've got Aki, who then has to go out and play left-back. So that defensive unit where you look at the top teams, um, they've always got a goalkeeper there in the back four who are in the spine of it. I'd probably use Newcastle as a good example of them. I've watched them a lot recently being up in the area with Nick Pope and that back four, and that's been settled all season. And Man City need to get back to that. We talked about that before the game, and it's been their Achilles heel. And if they can't sort that out, then they're going to come unstuck a lot this season. Arsenal at the minute, I saw it, starting to run away with it. That was an important victory. Spurs had a five-minute mad spell where they scored them two goals, and Man City sort of gave them. But I've got to say, I'm not really sure what Spurs are actually trying to do and where they're, are they pressing, are they sitting back, are they counter-attacking team? They're a very reactive team at the minute with quality players in it who can get them back in the game. But they need to sort the structure of this side out because it's not quite right at the minute. Locally, rivals Easton and Kitchy will play for silverware on Lunar New Year's Day when they square off in the Senior Shield final. The competition made its return after a two-year absence with Easton, the last team to lift it in 2020. Our football commentator, Chris Cale Lau, says fans are still missing the traditional Lunar New Year Cup, which used to feature at least one foreign team. Well, the pandemic and travel restrictions have made organising the Lunar New Year Cup near impossible for the past two years. So the past three tournaments have actually been cancelled. Sponsorship is also a factor, and unless there's some financial backing, it's very hard to bring in some big, well-known international teams. So in the future, um, yeah, having the Senior Shield final as a replacement for the Lunar New Year Cup is actually a good idea because it'll give it'll add something to their sporting calendar. But hopefully, um, more teams, uh, clubs can come and actually play in the Lunar New Year Cup because that's what the fans really want. Staying local, the Hong Kong Marathon scheduled for February the 12th will be one of the first events to be held under almost normal conditions. Following the easing of COVID restrictions, runners will no longer be required to present a PCR or rapid test prior to the race. However, they will still need to wear a mask upon arrival at the starting line and immediately after completing the race. There are currently 37,000 runners signed up for the event. And now to the weather, mainly cloudy and dry, sunny intervals in the afternoon, moderate northeasterly winds becoming fresh, easterlies, one or two light rain patches tonight. And the outlook is mainly cloudy on lunar New Year's Eve, one or two light rain patches in the morning and at night, milder during the day in the first two days of the lunar new year. Temperatures falling appreciably on the third day of the lunar new year and cold at night, cold morning on the fourth day of the lunar new year. And currently, the temperature at the observatory is 18 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity at 56%. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Health Minister Lo Chung Mao denies the government is giving up on its fight against the COVID pandemic. And the government has asked people not to go to eight COVID testing centres as they are fully booked, though it says capacity across the city remains sufficient. And the American singer-songwriter David Crosby has died at the age of 81. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
weekend on radio yeah the weekend nothing is lost more new music here on radio three for a friday afternoon it's the brew nearly 20 past one gonna catch up with danny hicks at about half past today live from melbourne park it's the australian open that is tennis with his latest from there danny is parked in the park for the next week or two and that's where he's been for a week previously as well so listen out for sports and all no facebook live today because he's a busy busy man just good old steam radio <laughs> 